The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. What's going on, man? Another day, another dollar. We are back. It's Thursday. That is a live view at the Tostitos Championship Plaza in front of the Ford Center, where the high today is 97. It is currently 94 degrees. That is the three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton. He is the wonderful ED editor. (laughs) 900 peak score, Kurt Daniels. My wife asked me about that. I'll have you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Daniels. We're just, we're just having a good time here. I am the below average Jesse Holly. Together, we are hanging with the boys. The sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us when we speak. Happy Thursday, fellas. What's going on? You're great, man. I'm good. doing great. Good and good. You How good? are you? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good, man. A little insight, right? Slept good last night. But I had this wild and crazy dream. Oh. PG, please. Yeah, no, no. 100% PG. That's Chris Beam in the back keeping us all sounding good. I woke up. This is no lie. I, in my dream, I had signed back with the Cowboys. Right. When I tell you. No, 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 no. It's not all right. Oh, okay. It's not all right. <laughs> when I tell you, I woke up in the biggest of panics. <laughs> And afraid. Oh, no. And I thought it was real. It felt real. And I was so afraid when I woke up. Because I thought to myself, there is no way in hell (laughs) that I could play football right now. How long did it take before both of you felt that way? That what? That you you were done, that you couldn't do it anymore, that you were done playing. And I went to the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I knew. New England broke me. When I went to New England, yeah. that was the first time I was like, I, I went through three different roommates in New England, and every time they knocked on the door, I was really hoping they were coming to get me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they weren't. And I was so disappointed. Because <laughs> I couldn't quit. Like, like the, I don't have quit in me. So I would still go out every single day and go just as hard. But it just became so difficult what used to be routine and fun to study, to work out, yeah. to do all, all that became so hard to do. And every time they didn't come and get me and, 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 and the Turk come and tell me to bring my playbook <laughs> and he would leave out, I'd be That's like, funny. dang, man, that kid really wanted to be here. And I really don't want to be here. <laughs> and they wow. cut him. And then after, you know, it kind of went down to my day, I was just like, all right, I'm out. I'm I'm, I'm mm, done. Yeah. yeah, New England broke me. Yeah. Wow. New England broke me. I, I, I've always wanted to ask you guys, because I hope you don't mind me diverting off. No, you're fine. Gonna... That's what we do. So I, there was, I remember a baseball player telling us one time that when he was 22, 25, whatever, man, he could just swing that bat and the ball would just rocket to the fence. And then one day he got up there and he was swinging as hard as he could and that ball was just going to the warning track. And he knew then... <laughs> So did you guys kind of have that moment where you're like, mm? I knew, man. I came around on a power block, 
Same block in the Super Bowl. We broke it over <laughs> in the second half against Buffalo. I came around that same block on Sam Mills, and he leveled me. And I was like, boy, I, uh, this ain't happening. <laughs> I used to crush Sam Mills. Right. Now this dude getting the better of me. Right. And uh, Coach, you like, they got around there. He, uh, you know, he don't look good in the end, but he, he was hustling. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to y'all release me. <laughs> and they did. I made the team. I was a rah-rah guy. Yeah. I rah-rah I, I for a whole year. And uh, my, uh, my major, you think they'll call you back? I'm like, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> this is Jim, your agent. Who? Who? Click. <laughs> yeah. No, when I worked out for New England, um, I had just I was I had just landed in Mexico, and I got the call. Tell you, I was I was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was in Mexico, and I got the call. Turned right back around, and I went. And I remember working out, and I got there at like six thirty in the morning, and there's about there's about five or six of us, right? And I'm looking around, and, I'm, and these kids are young. They're, mm-hmm. they're, I'm like, at that time, I'm like 29, yeah. 30. And these jokers are 21, 22. <laughs> now, I get to the field because I need every bit of stretching that I can possibly get. They just still, they just, they back at the, in the locker room just chilling. <laughs> and they came out in the field, and they just, they just, they literally just went right into workouts. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they weren't as in shape as I was. They were throwing up left and right all over the place. Yeah. But I just was like, this is the wave that's coming, and I can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, like, I'm like, I can't compete with those guys. Like, mentally, I'm, I'm, I'm on top of all of them. But physically, these 20-something-year-old kids, I just I knew that I couldn't physically keep up with that yeah. anymore, and I was yeah. just like – I need to find. I need to start finding something else to do because this is going to end. This is going to end abruptly. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's our that's our swan story right there. Our sad old man. <laughs> no, I wasn't sad. Story. I'm good. <laughs> I wasn't sad. Yeah, uh-huh. You're done with it. Huh? And you know what? And the, the great the blessing of it all is I'm living the second dream of my life. Yeah. I've always wanted to play pro sports, and as a young kid who stuttered, who had a really bad stuttering problem. Hmm. I always wanted to be on TV or radio. And so I'm doing that now in the second portion of my life. So I got a chance to live my pro-life, my pro-life dream, and I also got a chance to live my second dream was to be on TV or radio. Awesome. So That's great. When you always ask, you know, people ask me how you always so happy because I am literally living out the dream that I've had (laughs) since a little kid. Awesome. All right, let's get to football. Yep. Cowboys, Giants, Monday night football. We're going to talk about what we're talking about today: Cowboys defense, Giants offense, and what they say in 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 radio or in TV when it comes to sports. You always say, "Don't bury the lead." So let's not bury the lead when it comes to the Cowboys defense. From start to finish, Alpha Omega, page one to page one hundred, this defense goes as number eleven goes. Who, by the way? According to Mike McCarthy, is out. Tell me, tell me, things have changed, Nate. Who is Michael Parsons? Is out of practice today. Take a guess why Michael Parsons is out of practice. He's got today. a cold. He's gotten mm. a cold. Buying that? Are we buying that? Well, past history makes you question. Uh... You question everything. <laughs> Michael Parsons is out of practice today. According to head coach Mike McCarthy and his presser, uh, he's dealing with a little cold. I get it. I'm old. <laughs> I'm I'm washed. 
My talent level will never be on the, the talent level of Michael Parsons. But there are just some things that I just sometimes laugh at and shake my head at. That in all world everything, a lion, a dog, a dog, a bull, a boy dog, a bona fide bulldog is not practicing today because of the common cold? Mm-hmm. I guess hey. they can't say veteran day off because he's only been here for two no, years. He deserves it, though. He needs a break. <laughs> you know? All those we, snaps. We, we don't have to pass up. It sounds worse to say that he has the day off because of a cold than it would if they said he had the day off because he just was wore out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would be so fine with that. Like, hey, Micah needs a day. I'd be like, well, hell yeah. Hey, yeah. Get, nearly every give, snap. Give him a day off. Jim going in there, like, hey, Micah, how you feel? He's like, yeah, I got this running. Oh, so you got a cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nate, we're going to sit you're, you after You're that. too quiet for me, Nate. What, what do you, what do you, what do you, when you hear that your best player on defense is not practicing because of the common cold? Well, at least he gave excuse. Charles Haley just wouldn't practice. <laughs> so at least he gave excuse. And I'm okay. Look, there are certain. Here's how it breaks down. There are certain people and players. Jimmy Johnson is famous for saying this. Everyone gets treated fairly, but not everyone gets treated the same. Mm-hmm. When you're in an NFL locker room, you learn that very, very, very quickly. Everyone gets treated fairly, but not everyone gets treated the same. And there is a, there is a, there are tiers. There is a hierarchy on how players are treated. When you played Troy, Dion, Emmett, Michael. Charles, there were certain guys where you you ain't have to have an excuse. Hey, hey, child, why you ain't playing today? Man, I don't feel like it. <laughs> All right, dog, see you on Sunday. Because you know on Sunday what they're going to do. That's right. Yeah. When I played, if it was Wit, if it was D-Ware, it was Romo Wednesdays, nobody golfed about it. Yeah. Nobody said a word about it. Nobody complained about it. No, The other players didn't hold a grip. No. no. You knew what it was. Yeah. You knew what it was. That's what, And so – that's why – don't worry about Parsons. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. It's just funny they're calling it cold, I think. It's better to have a little something than nothing at all. But why not, but which, why not what, just say – No, which one sounded better? What he just said about Charles and the other guys? I'm, I just ain't practice. Yeah, well, no. I wouldn't put it that way. But. He can't – Charles can say it that way. Right. Mike McCarthy, Jimmy Johnson, right. Wade Phillips has to say, oh. He got we'll a cold. We'll give him a day off. Yeah. We'll I give it a cold. Oh, just uh, give him a day off. Oh, uh, we got a cold. No, a cold doesn't sound like you're the baddest man on the planet. That's right. The yeah. cold doesn't sound like you're the most ferocious defensive player what in the planet. What it does is when Sunday come and he get them three sacks, he fought through a cold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, uh, you knew your, your homeboy was not uh, – Food poison. Food poison to put you down. He wasn't food poison all night partying. He yeah, said, put him down. No, no. And they come no, up with the food poison. No, come on, man. No, no. See how he jumped to, no, to save Michael? No, wow, great. No. He fought through well, since you're talking, symptoms. Since you're talking about one North Carolina great, let's let me let me let you read a quote from another North Carolina great and arguably one of the best defensive players of all times on his comment about Michael Parsons. We're talking about the one, the great, the only, Lawrence Taylor. Yes, sir. So Lawrence Taylor said uh, about Michael Parsons, 
uh, when asked about what do you think, of course, there's always this comparison. Right. Micah Parsons and LT. LT and Micah Parsons. Well, LT, who's never been one who has held his tongue, the loquacious one, he says, I don't know who the best defensive player is. Lawrence Tell told the poll. He says, but all I know is I'm always on the last page of the last paragraph of the last sentence when they say the greatest of all times. Until someone tells me different, I own it. Mm. All right. That's, in quote, the great Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. He went on to also say that um, he said, uh, I'm quite sure I get, I'll, I'm quite sure I'm going to see what he's got on Monday night because I'll be there. <clears throat> so he's so LT is going to be in nice. attendance Monday night football. I don't know about I don't know about you, Nate. Was there anyone in your time or Kurt when it comes to the field that you work in? Is there anyone that that kind of like imagine LT, who everyone's comparing you to, standing on the sideline <laughs> watching you play football? I think that'd be a motivator, don't you think? I would think. Yeah. I played against LT. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 it's only three or four guys that uh, you know, that I'll be like, yeah. And and, and uh, Parsons to me is on that level where you be looking like, yeah, your game gonna have to be tight. The other guy was uh, Jerome Brown, uh, Reggie White, but your game just had to be tight. It was, you know, if if something was wrong with you before that game. A tweaked ankle or, or, or a cold. Don't go out there. I'm serious. Don't go out there. These these are the type of guys that ruin your career. And Lawrence Taylor was one of them. Like I said, Jerome Brown, Reggie White, and this kid here has that capabilities. You know, you know, and for Lawrence to be out there, man, uh, they gonna ask him after the game whether he plays well or good. You know, the New York. Mm-hmm. Media gonna say, "Hey, what do you think, LT?" And LT gonna give an honest opinion. If he th- if LT think he's good, he gonna say it. If he think he's just okay for that night, cause right. he may have played okay, right. uh, he all right. But I'm still got the last paragraph, the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and 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 that's for Micah Parsons, who I always think, and and it's different now, maybe because some of the younger players don't necessarily always study the history of the game. Mm-hmm. But that's a pretty cool thing yeah. to have a guy like that. You know, one, even notice you and know who you are. But two, will have a keen and special eye directly, yeah. purposefully at you and watching everything that you do that night. Now, you know, we all hope that Michael Parson goes out there yeah. and he has one of those fantastic games. But can can ski, can play when we talk about, you know, we're going to play to stop the run or this and that and every can a team stop Micah Parsons is there a way can it be done if, if the the only people and I'm talking about just his ability the only people that can stop Micah Parsons is Michael Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. by taking him and saying he's playing only this one position if he plays one position at one place on the field, it's some offensive coordinators will put it on him. Yeah. But as long as Dan Quinn keep moving this kid around and giving him opportunities to go, even if he, got, if he go to each side of the ends, 
the, as long as he ain't stable, as mm-hmm. long as they got to move that back around, like you know, because some teams that I mean, we ain't playing this game. If we if we if he's over here, we got him blocked fully. If over here, you got to dance with the devil. So you can't. That and that's what he, that's what they did with Lawrence. At first, we knew he was sitting right over outside of us. Then all of a sudden. Belichick said, nah. <laughs> Put him in the middle, and at the last moment he'll run to the right side. Put him in the middle, and at the last moment he'll run to the left side. Then they'll run stunts and get him and Leonard Marshall was great on them stunts and games. So if you don't know what's coming, how do you how do you prepare for it? Like I you know, I could tell most defensive ends, oh he'll one trick pointer. He going he he wants to run outside. He wants to speed. And I'm gonna play to that speed all day. You know, but if he spin back inside, he may get me. You know, if he give me a stiff arm and turn it back into power, he may get me. But it, most guys don't have that natural ability. What he did to your boy, took him upfield two steps, long arm and spent back inside. That was classic. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was something different. And everybody, a lot of dudes will do that in practice and never can complete that in a game. Right. And, and one of the things that Dan Quinn has done, he is when you watch when you watch the Cowboys on film, you see a lot of stunts. And, and 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 the stunts may not necessarily involve Micah, yeah. but what it does is occupy eyes, bodies, and arms. Yeah. So if I get if I'm running stunts with my other defensive linemen, linebackers, whoever that may be, defensive end, if they're occupying, if someone has to pass something off, then I have to kick my eyes to where it's going and then what's coming back to me, which means that I can't have this other eye and arm maybe creating this small mm. little gap. So if they're running a TE over here and Mike is lined up over here, now he may create an edge or they may create space. And that's when you see, you know, guys go, uh, other guys, your your late Van Der Escher's of the world, and those guys will be able to pick up sacks because subconsciously in the back of your mind, you want to know where number 11 right. is at. And even now, if I if I give him a little bit more attention, oh, snap, I missed that stunt. Now hmm. other guys have edges. Other guys have lanes. Because all you want is going. creases and bumps. Yeah. Right. As an offensive lineman with, with games, well, all I'm trying to do is just barely tap you on your shoulder, barely hit you on your hip. Anything that is throw you out of whack so you can't move back to recover. Hmm. And that's all you want. That's, that's it. Because when I've – you know, I look at the stunts and all that. I right. I see it as well. These two guys are working to get one of those two guys open, but may, maybe in reality they're working to free up this guy over here. Well, well the way they deploy Michael Parsons yeah. is sometimes I want to keep y'all occupied so that y'all can't come back and help on him. Yeah. And if we hit it right while y'all are occupied, he running by somebody. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, what he's saying is simply this right here: if I can get you two occupied with a stunt. This tight end or this tackle is out here by himself, mm-hmm. and I get to dance on you. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so let's dance in the break. I'll do some moves. They'll do some moves. But we'll come right back here for the second segment. We'll still break down Cowboys defense, New York Giants offense. The run game has been prominent for the New York Giants yeah. and Saquon Barkley. They have, according to Pro Football Focus, one of the best graded left tackles in the league. How will the Cowboys attack that situation? Will they be able to get off the field on third downs? They're kind of one of the last ones in the league to get off on third down. That's going to be very important. Stay with us, man. We're going to give you this good fire every single day. Hang it with the boys. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. 
For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys, man. We are so glad that you guys joining us, man. That first segment was brought to you by Wingstop, where Flavor gets his wings. This segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain blockchain.com. And remember, if you or someone you know are huge Cowboy fans, and I mean huge, not 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 the, not the fair weather fans, but like the real life, dedicated. I know I've seen some tattoos, cars, man caves, house painting, all that kind of stuff. If that's you, if you're a Cowboy fan who spices the game up, nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys fan of the year. Presented by Captain Morgan. Went a trip to Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Arizona. I've been there when they first opened up that uh, years ago. I think the Giants won. Beautiful place. Love Arizona. One of the greatest party cities, like Arizona, that that Tempe and all that, they mm. they 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 party. Was it Nomin- Arizona State over there? Or something? Yeah, Ooh. nominate yourself or friend at DallasCowboys.com/slash/fan of the year. I also trained there in the off season. Like when I came out of college, I trained in Arizona. Yeah, uh-huh. I lived in the mountains. I lived with the. And so when you came out of college, yeah, that's why you got cut. Because you shouldn't have been in that party. Tonight. No, I was. I was no. <laughs> you said we, it. I did. We were a very disciplined. Uh, <laughs> we were a very disciplined group. It was myself, Darrell Revis, um, God rest his soul, Gaines Adams mm-hmm. was in that group. Um, Martellus Bennett lived two houses down from us, and we trained really hard, man. But when it came time to release a little bit of that stress, play hard and work hard and play hard, huh? Michael Irvin once said, they double-team me on the field, 
<laughs> Damn it, they'll double team me off the field. But we'll get into Wow. It's big. It's big there, bro. It's big there. We're getting back into this football game. Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. New York Giants are 2-0 and in the NFC. Cowboys are 1-1, third place in the NFC. Now, when you look at what the Cowboys are facing, you know what Daniel Jones is going to be. Right now, right now they have they've corralled Daniel Jones. The prior regimes in New York wanted Daniel Jones to be this gunslinger. He wanted to be a mm. gunslinger. Yeah, they wanted to be. A- and, and he made terrible decisions. He had a fumbling problem, and so now this new staff and and, and, I, and I I said this before, coaching matters. And I knew when Brian Dable came over, especially with what they did with Josh Allen when he first came in the league, Josh Allen wasn't – I know he had a big he arm. He wasn't Josh Allen, He bro. wasn't Josh Allen. At times, he couldn't hit the wise out of a barn. <laughs> and they found a way to, to, take, to harness all of that great talent and put a focus on it so that it wasn't just being distributed everywhere. It was, yeah. was laser-focused. And I think with Daniel Jones, while he is no Josh Allen, not in the least bit, he is athletic. He will tuck the ball and run on you. But what they've done is said, we're not going to allow you to throw the ball 35 times a game. You're going to throw the ball about 20 times a game. And when you throw the ball, you're going to be efficient. I think right now he has a 71 percentage, 71 percent completion percentage. Uh, So like he's not he's, he's not he's taking care of the football and the Giants have made an asserted effort to run Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley leads the league in rushing yards, and according to Pro Football Focus, their left tackle last week graded in the high 80s in run blocking and pass blocking. And this is what the Cowboys are going to have to deal with in this game. Are you going to be able to have the proper fits and the proper uh, assignment, alignment, sound uh, football players to stop Saquon Barkley and that running game. Nate, as an offensive lineman, when you come into a game like this and you're saying, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be a workhorse, what was the one thing that you did not want to see? When you when you guys were saying, hey, we're going to run this football, and I know you, I know, I know what your real response was going to be. I don't give a damn who we lined up against. <laughs> we were going to run the football and smash you in the mouth. But what was something as an offensive lineman that, that you kind of shied away from, not shied away from, but didn't want to see – Having to face uh, a team that knew he was going to run the ball effectively. You want an honest answer? Or you want me to answer? <laughs> I want you to answer the question uh, yeah, honestly, uh, but I want you to answer the question in a way the, that the, thing, the fans the, can understand. The thing is this right here: we believe in getting the down lineman. You know, in the linebacker, we let Emmett deal with. Let me let me rephrase the question. Yeah, let me rephrase you know, the question. Let me rephrase the question. What type of approach should Dan Quinn take? Facing the New York Giants, knowing that they're going to run the, they're going to try to run the football early and often. Okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. Then what Dan has to do is fill the gaps. Hmm. He, his big guys in the middle are going to have the two gap. This guy, uh, explain what two gap means. I mean, when I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna get on the middle in the middle of you and try to get my hands inside of you. If you're the center. I'm going to try to get my hands inside of you, and I got to play both A gaps. I got to play both A gaps. If I'm a three technique, I'm going to play the B and the C gap. I'm going to get my hands in the middle of that guard and drive him straight back. I either stalemate him, and I'm looking both sides. 
because you can't tell Barkley. You can tell him where the hole at, but you got to let him feel it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and if he see it, he's got the ability because he got some of Barry Sanders in him to get up in there. And so you have to be able to two gap, play your play your lane. If it's going to the right, and you got the C gap, stay in that C gap. If you got the D gap, stay in that D gap. You know, and if you and if you can force him to cut back, and the guys in the back got to stay in their lanes. Mm. So yeah, and I, I, I kind of yeah, you, I'm right. I'm right. You're right. So you have to be very, very disciplined when you deal with a guy like this right here. When you know they're gonna run the ball, when you know when you know they're gonna put it on the ground, you have to be very disciplined. Mm-hmm. You can't jump around like we did against the uh, the first team we played the Bucks. Okay. We jumped around a lot of blocks. And it hurt us. Cincinnati, we got a little bit more discipline. Uh, they weren't sitting Osa as much in gaps. A lot of times when you just shoot a guy up the field and you playing against a Barkley who got the ability to what they call that sidestep, what mm-hmm. it was, they, yeah, he, he'll make you look bad. So, yeah, is, all right. Is the goal of the defensive tackles, especially Osa, Bohanna, those guys, is, is it not necessarily to make the play, but just tie guys up? So if they guys tie guys up and let your linebackers come downhill, that's the that's the perfect thing because we have enough instinctive guys that they can hit guys in the backfield. But if you can uh, get an arm on him, trip him up, this is what I noticed looking at the film. If you hit Barkley, I mean hit him hard, and you hit him in his lower extremities, watch him get up, man. He getting up like checking himself. Mm. Like, am I hurt? Is everything still intact? Mm. And it's going to be a couple of more games before he's just going to jump back up. Jump yeah. back up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, see me, Jasmine, you asked about what my boys going to do. I know, yeah. I know what yeah. you're going to say. That's why I changed the question. Ask me what I see what the Cowboys are going to do. That's why I changed the question. Kurt, one of the things that the Cowboys did better than any other football team in the, in the National Football League last year was create turnovers. Yeah. Heading into the third game of this season, they only have one turnover. Is that something, you know, is is Daniel Jones – I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to follow you. Okay. Yeah. Is Daniel Jones the the prescription that the turnover <laughs> doctor has ordered for the Cowboys, and that at least in the secondary to yeah. being able to create some turnovers? Because that 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 was key to this team's success last year. By this time last year, getting into Game Three, Cowboys had about five or six turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Right now, they only have one. Is that is is, is Daniel Jones? The, the 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 just the thing that the doctor ordered for this team to get turnovers defensively. Well, I would you would think so based on his past, but it's like kind of talked about earlier. They're playing it safe with him. You know, what is it, seventy one percent completions? I mean, he's not. I think they're running fifty point something more. I mean, they're running more than they're actually throwing, yep. and so there may not be a whole lot of opportunities. That, you know, they got to get it out quick. The hope is now, and I don't know how this – I mean, last year the defense was saved right. by turnovers. This year, is the defense good enough that they can be as, they without, are. without those turnovers? Let, let me say this right here. Daniel Jones has thrown for under 200 yards for two games in a row. Yeah. One game he was around 64%. The other game he was around uh, 71%. You know, he's thrown for 364 yards, three TDs, one interception. Like my man Jesse said, this thing is all uh, Barclays. They are not going to let him take the whole team down. And and, and that's how, until you get the quarterback, that's how you should play. There's 
they're continuing to build their team, and they're like, Daniel, you either going to sink or swim the way we're going to do it so this whole team won't be affected. Uh, and, and that's what the Cowboys are, are doing right now with uh, our Cooper Rush. It's like – we got some pass plays for you. And from what I understand with Jesse and I'm saying, because it took me a couple of days to get what you and the other quarterback-minded people were saying, we're going to give you some plays, some select plays, you know, just enough to keep us out of trouble. So if a blitz or something show up, some check with me's, we're going to keep it safe, make your throws. Yeah. If they're not there, take it down, throw it away. That's what they're asking this kid to do. But this kid has one thing that our guy don't seem to have. He has the ability to run. But yeah. the, even when he runs, they're asking him, get down. Yeah. Get down. Be safe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you look at the film, they got – Galladay, but he's not he's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. They so, got Tony, he so, hasn't so, done anything. So so let's hold that thought. Yeah. When I when we come back from this break, I want to talk about what the cow what the Giants have been able to do offensively without major guys like Kenny Galladay, who they paid seventy two yeah, million nice. dollars to talking about maybe a trade or something. Kadarius Tony, who if you go back and you watch the game last year. In Dallas, oh, that's right. Yeah. He whooped us up. He whooped us up something good. So we'll talk about those guys: Giants offensively, Cowboys defensively. Stay right here with us. We're coming back for the third segment, and we're gonna continue to break this thing down when you get you ready for Cowboys Giant Monday Night Football. Hang with the boys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Back to hanging with the boys. 
Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys Thursday. What's today? September 22nd. It's the third and final segment of our show. We're talking about Cowboys uh, defense, New York Giants offense. And Nate, before we went to the break, you were getting ready to get into the wide receiver bag for the New York Giants. And you've seen they've been able to have this 2-0 start to the season. And they're 2-0... And Buffalo's 2-0 and look a little different. Yeah. Buffalo's 2-0 and look like legit. Like they're in Upper New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they, they like look they're like they're the upper echelon of New, of, York. of New York citizens. <laughs> right. And, 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 and the New York Giants 2-0 and look like, you know, Close the sanitation the, workers. Close, closer to the Jets. Yeah. It, it looks like these, like, like the Buffalo look like the ones who spend their time in the Hamptons. Right, like, right. Good mm-hmm. rich folks. Right, right. You know, who got the hot, the, the, the $10 million apartments in right. Manhattan. The Giants 2-0 and look like they, they, they. New Jersey. Yeah. They live in the other side of the world. <laughs> in New Jersey. Oh, he hated to say that. I know. He hated to agree to that. He hated to. Kurt, 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 give it some. Kurt, you know, he hit him. Kurt, you hit him right in the forehead. Hey, you, I tried to avoid it. I tried to avoid the Jersey down talk because I never want to down talk my home state. Right. But, but they look more like of the blue collar workers. Right. But such is life. They're both 2-0. and The difference is. They have been able to do it with guys who we may not necessarily always know, right? Yes. Richie James, Sterling Shepard, guys like that. The guys you think about, you know, hopefully being able to have big games for them. You know, Kadarius Toney, who has always been, if you go back to his time at Florida, um, was a headache. Was a guy who had an immense amount of talent, but you needed a full 500-bottle of, of ibuprofen because the headache that he was going to give you. And then you have the, the, the guy they signed in from Detroit, Kenny Galladay. Now, Kenny Galladay only played, I think, two snaps the last game against the, hmm. the, the Panthers. And he came out this week and made a comment. They were asking him about playing and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of he gave the Kenny Galladay answer of, I should be playing regardless. And there's a part of me that appreciates a coach that says either you're going to do it the way that we are doing it or you're not going to be a part of it. You're not going to dictate because of your salary how we, especially when you talk about changing culture, the culture has to be changed because they had a bunch of guys who were probably being able, like we had here in Dallas, who are just showing up because of draft status, getting on the field, playing because of contracts, and they shouldn't have been. And so the Giants have been able to do this with guys that you may not recognize, that you may not have heard before, but they're finding ways to get it done. And my hope is that Kenny Galilee stays on the sideline. <laughs> my hope is Kadarius Tony stays on the sideline because – if you watched the game last year, Kadarius Tony, I think he hit us for a buck night eighty nine. Yeah, he had a big game, and 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 that's where it creates problem because a guy like Kadarius Tony is going to play in that slot and is going to challenge you at every single turn. And so the Cowboys, while they may not be filming them this year, they have to be ready for a situation where Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony play. Nate, this is what's so amazing is I like what you're saying there, bro. Is the fact that you 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 have you have spoke to your management 
in such a manner that they're going to give you the leeway as a head coach. Because nine times out of ten when I'm interviewing, I'm asking two, two or three questions. Because I'm looking at my salary cap up there on the wall, and it says Kenny Galladay, 72 mil. It's saying first-round pick, which Daniel is, Jones. Which is why you can't yeah. cut Kenny Galladay because they don't have any more yeah. money on the salary cap. They're yeah. already strapped. Right. And so if so, you cut Kenny Galladay, that's a lot of money that goes into your cap. So, and you're saying first-round pick, Barkley. And so the questions coming out of the owner mouth, not so much the GM, is, hey, man, can you help this guy? Mm. Can you help this guy? And the coach has to, at that point, sink a swim on these answers. Yes, I can help Daniels. He may not be the guy y'all think he is, but this is the game plan I have for him. Yes, if I, this is what I know about Kenny. This is what he has to change. Yes, I, I can help him. And see, this is what Coach Q has done with the defense. When he say, draft this guy because this is what I have for him. And he's saying, if I can get this guy to buy in, this is what you'll see. Right. And so they he has this leeway this year to make all of this happen. And if he if they can see improvement in Jones, if they can see that uh Galladay, wow man, he, he don't want to work or he 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 think he should be on the field and he's not into what we are doing as a team. Because the Maras have never they've had some of the greatest players in the history of the game, the Maras, but they're mm-hmm. all been team players. Mm-hmm. So these recent drafts, like you say, these recent drafts or these recent acquisitions have started to be me guys. Uh, hey, it's about me. This is the route I like. We had a guy here that's in the Hall of Fame that this is about me. These are the routes I like. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I understand. I, I, that's you, a good point, Jesse. Because it, it seemed like the Giants were building a pretty strong receiving core. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tony was a first-round pick. Shepard was a second – or Slayton was a second-round – or no, Shepard was a second-round mm-hmm. – any, one of them anyway. They brought in Galladay, but it's just they never quite seemed to reach it. Is that because of the quarterback or is that I, I think it was attitude, the culture. Or? I think mm-hmm. when when all those guys were coming in and then you had – you had uh, what was the other – the guy who had the funny haircut – the head coach. He was the head coach. Had the funny, yeah, weird yeah. haircut. What was his name? <laughs> Forget his uh, name. The last guy. Who was but, the last guy? Chris Bean. But you had him, and then you Joe go. Joe Judge. No, 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 no. Before it was him. Before him. Uh, uh, Pat Shermer. Whoever it was before him. Right. And then you signed Steve Joe Spagnuolo. You signed Joe Judge. Right. Right. And and now this is a guy. I think I think Joe Judge. I've always said this. It's so hard when people come from New England. You can't bring that New England attitude without bringing Bill Belichick. Hmm. Because Bill Belichick has created a culture in New England that is now littered with Super Bowls so that when you walk into that building, you, hmm. have, to, you have to transform into what he wants. When, when Joe Judge, when, 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 when all those other coaches uh, – um, Joe Judge didn't have a fighting chance. He though. didn't have a chance in hell. He should have never <laughs> he had that job. Yeah. And so now Joe Judge is trying to bring that, trying to bring that attitude to New York, to these guys, and they're looking at Joe Judge and saying, "Who the hell are you?" And when losing comes along with that, it really becomes no, for real. Who the hell are you? You're not Bill Belichick. I agree. You're not talking about Ben McAdoo. Are ben you? McAdoo. McAdoo. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Where is he, he now, man? Well, he he used still play for the Buffalo Braves. No, 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 no. Basketball he, player. He was here last year as like our special <laughs> right. consultant. Ben McAdoo, Joe Judge, Jason Garrett. All Let those, me tell those you guys something. aren't. He's in you, Carolina now. You I do not there. bring in a guy from off of this guy's staff and, and then say, but by the way, we pick an offensive coordinator, which was Jason. You know, mm-hmm. we pick an offensive line coach, well, it was Colombo. You 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 told this dude come be Belichick, yeah. and and get and you picked this coaching staff so he didn't stand a chance. But I'm, I'm the Maros have always been disciplined, and just for the last since the McAdoo until up until now, no discipline, yeah, none, no, and, no, and, no culture, and the attitudes it, it went from top. To bottom and it yes. literally to the offense. And I think Brian Dable has come in and trying to yeah. revamp that. And it, it and we talk about this all the time. When we talk about the penalties, right? Like, well, yeah. how can we can't fix it? Gotta make a guy an example. If you're gonna change the culture in a certain situation, you're gonna have to make some guys. If they're if they're if you're not listening to what we're saying and we've been preaching it and preaching it and preaching it and preaching it, and you still don't get it, then someone has to be made an example. You were a part of that when not you yourself, but you were a part of teams when yeah, Jim Johnson was, was like we're gonna cut this dude. Nah, they wasn't cutting. They wasn't cutting yeah. Nate. They wasn't cutting Michael. But they would cut. They would cut some guys to say, "Hey, we we not playing around." So for Brian Dable to come in and get the respect of the locker room, one being a coach that, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau, right, 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 who was their first round pick in the summertime. Kayvon Thibodeau likes to do. He likes to rap. Right. Likes to rap. Kayvon Thibodeau would send his rap songs to Brian Dable. And Brian Dable would listen to him and give him feedback and send him videos of him playing his rap songs like while he's driving to the office. That's the coach-player relationship that you want to build when you're trying to go into a culture. But also, there's those leftover guys in the locker room who are looking around and saying, well, I know what Kenny Galladay is. I'm going to see if Kenny Galladay can get away with what what, what he got away with with Jason Garrett, Hmm. with McAdoo, with Judge. And then now when you go in there, you go, oh, Kenny can't get away with that. Now you have more guys saying, I like this coach. <laughs> and you got – and see, this is what star players don't understand. You went from leading to now Richie James ain't so eager to sit next to you unless you're feeding him information that makes him better on the field. Uh-huh. That that When Jimmy came in – our star guys are the guys that we used to kind of follow and thought was our lead guys. As Jimmy started equaling the room and giving you just as many reps and just as much attention, all of a sudden what you said didn't carry as much weight. How you worked or did work didn't carry as much weight. Mm. So Kenny Galladay got to be careful. Do he'll find himself sitting there then all of a sudden he's trying to build back, and you don't lost some guys in the room. That shit is fast. Yes. Man. So you don't want that to happen, man. But you all right, Jess? Hey, listen, mm. I try to do what I can do, sir. <laughs> I'm going to stay in that same van and get us, get us up out of here, man. <laughs> we're coming back tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know what it is. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from the fans. So we're going to Do you really going to let us hear from the fans, or are you going to break them down? Briefly. You going to break them down? Briefly. He told us that. We're I'm, I'm, we going to hear from the fans. And he broke down. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly. This is hanging with the boys. <laughs> 
We talk. <laughs> we talk. Hey, about this electric right. braille work. Let's yeah, like, no, they gotta feel us. Like feel us. Electric braille work. Uh, so no, we're gonna take your. <laughs> we're gonna take the fans' phone call tomorrow. I'm a chill. I'm a back up. I'm gonna push my mic away. And you gonna let the braille? I'm gonna let the braille do. What it do. I'm gonna let the braille do what it does. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna let the braille. You gonna do feel the fans? I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna feel the fans. I'm gonna let the fans. You gonna cut be, y'all off, fans? Now, I'm gonna let the fans be the sports talk equivalent of braille. I'm going to feel y'all when y'all speak. So be ready to call in tomorrow with your questions, with your comments of how the Cowboys are going to win this game. We'll have our predictions. We'll talk about a host of other things. You can get mine now. Maybe Michael Gallup might play in this game. Yeah, yeah. He's practicing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Same place, same time for Nate Newton. For Kurt Daniels, for Bro Willie, who wasn't on time today. For Brother Shannon, who's still recovering from his BBL surgery. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, uh, to Jibs, uh, Jazzy. Audio. uh, For Audio audio Jazz. For Chris Beam, I am Jesse Holly. This is Hanging with the Boys. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!